This is the John Oakley Show podcast. On this great afternoon for Talk Radio, let's hope we've got more of the same coming for the long holiday weekend. Supposed to be still somewhat chilly, although it's just watching a prime minister and his presser this morning. There's snow up in Ottawa, so uh, maybe, you know, they're forestalling the nice weather and uh, it plays into the hands of the local authorities, keeping people out of the parks and that. But here in Toronto, of course, we've seen there have been numerous cases where uh, Humberside uh, or Humber River uh, Park uh, down by the waterfront, uh, what else was cited? Cedarvale Park and Forest Hills was talked about by the mayor the other day, yesterday, uh, saying people are still breaching these ordinances to stay uh, out of the parks. But there is another side to this where, uh, with the good weather, if people can do it responsibly, uh, should we be deterring them with onerous fines? Michael Bryant is the Exec Director and General Counsel for the Canadian Civil Liberties Association, and he's got some concerns about how the lockdown is playing out. Michael, it's good to have you on The Oakley Show. Good afternoon. Hey, good afternoon. It's good to be here. All right. You're in isolation, too, I can tell. Uh, Are you concerned about the, uh, you know, the draconian measures, I guess, Uh, I mean, I thought if we could really clamp down for a couple of weeks, we'd see our way through this. But now that it's prolonged, uh, where are we going with these lockdown measures? Area of concern for you? Yeah, I, I, I'm, I, it's not at all clear to me that the uh, emergency management statute in the provinces envisioned uh, that uh, new uh, offenses would be created that uh, involved otherwise benign and innocent behavior, like walking through a park. And that uh, while maybe police have jurisdiction to be ticketing people, it's the it's the use of bylaw officers to ticket people that has uh, me concerned. Uh, firstly, because I, I think it's premature and contrary to the direction of the Canadian Association of Chiefs of Police, and it turns out the Ottawa Police Service, who aren't ticketing people, it's only the bylaw officers. Secondly, we, uh, we, you know, there is evidence that the bylaw officers are taking their orders from their political masters, which suggests uh, an abuse of process. Uh, if they're being uh, pressured to hand out tickets, then guess what they're going to do? Hand out tickets. And then the last one is it, it, during a pandemic, it's supposed to be about the pandemic. It's a public health crisis. It's not a public order crisis. We don't have rioting. We have walking through parks, for goodness sake. So. Uh, the police are, uh, and the bylaw officers can't play a very positive role in educating people and warning people, and they can tell them that they should go home and that the public health advice is that they need to isolate themselves. But beyond that, look, people are free uh, unless there's a, a, a rule prescribed by law that's necessary and proportionate. And we don't know every single one of these people's stories. And to expect them to then fight this in the courts and explain their story in the courts uh, for something like playing with your kid in the park uh, is, uh, I think, a a misuse of government power. It's interesting because uh, while it may seem that way, I mean, maybe uh, the case is that it's necessary and proportionate given the uh, severity of the contagion and how quickly it, you know, it's so transmissible. But is it also possible that, you know, the authorities right now are using the cudgel because they can't, they don't have time. Uh, It's so urgent that they haven't refined it or really thought it through. Would you give them some leniency on that? And I mean, other than that, how would you modify behavior so that people actually do the responsible thing? 
Well, you know, we live in Canada. So, uh, um, you know, we the idea that you will get behavioral modification quickly um, is unrealistic under our system of laws. It's a democracy. Uh, They were able to do it quite quickly in China because you had a population uh, that uh, was actually used to being told what to do and uh, being punished that they didn't do it. Uh, That's not the case in Canada. We don't presume uh, that there's um, uh, the power of our authorities to uh, tell us what to do in circumstances where, you know, it's otherwise innocent and benign behavior. But to to your point, and and to answer that question, uh, the the groundwork needs to be laid first. Uh, we have a constitution, we have a system of laws, and uh, the system needs to be set up uh, to provide citizens with their rights. And uh, it's not that their health is more important than their rights, or that their rights are more important with their health. We just have to do one with the other, and that's and 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 that's how it works in our in our state in, with our constitution. I'm not uh, doubting. Uh, or second-guessing what the authorities are are saying and doing, uh, I'm questioning whether or not it's it's being abused in this sense. Uh, if somebody wants to hold a rave <laughs> during a pandemic, uh, then, yeah, that's the kind of thing that's going to involve a legal intervention and some punishment. It, but it's not that. It's not the birthday parties and the garage sales and, and the obvious violations that are in fact are dangerous to the public it's when these tickets are given out you know dozens of times a day in cities uh that's where the problem arises because that's when you're giving out tickets in circumstances where it is not at all clear that the uh, necessity and proportionality is in fact in place All right. Well, I guess there's such a a palpable fear that exists with our public officials that they think anybody and everybody, even walking their dog, is tantamount to shouting fire in a crowded theater. When you talk about we need to have the framework in place, a couple of quick questions. Does this then uh, maybe call for a constitutional challenge or in the the, uh, throes of a public health emergency, maybe it's the uh, public safety element that trumps uh, whatever is in the Constitution. I don't know, but you tell me. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, I'd say that during a pandemic, the public health considerations ought to be paramount and that this isn't a public order uh, crisis. Um, with the October crisis and uh, during 9-11, uh, there, it, it is really a public order crisis. There's a risk of uh, terrorism. There's a risk of violence. This isn't that. This is about public health. And so they're trying to change people's behavior by creating some deterrence that supposedly will get people to behave differently. And if you punish them, then everybody will fall in line. Uh, As it turns out, all the social science in Canada makes clear that deterrence don't work. What happens is people start getting defiant. They stop trusting their authorities. So to your point about the challenge, I mean, that's something we take very seriously. We, you know, we're in the course right now. We we lost uh, a battle today in the Supreme Court of Canada on um, Bill 21, uh, but we've got a bunch of them. We're used to going to court and fighting things. We haven't gone to court uh, during the COVID crisis, but what we can do is assist people or try to assist people and direct them to counsel in the event that they get one of these tickets in circumstances where we think it deserves a robust defense uh, that will allow for maybe a constitutional challenge that will then set a precedent. 
that's that's where we're at today. I wouldn't preclude us going to court in the future, but today the problem is less uh, the way the laws are drafted and passed and what the laws say. It's more about how they're being enforced. And so we're, we are going to try, we will urge uh, our, the, um, the political masters to uh, reconsider their approach and it, uh, inform and advise people. We are trying to get people to uh, email us and fill out this form. We've got a link on our website at ccla.org where people can tell us what's going on with their own tickets and their experience. We're gathering data and information and then deciding whether or not it's uh, worthy of a challenge. But like everybody else, I, I, I just, you know, I want people to, I want this, uh, I, I want to cooperate and I want to uh, do what I can to make a positive contribution to this. However, as you can imagine, the Canadian Civil Liberties Association uh, it, it has to stand up right now for people's rights and that's our job and, and we'll keep doing that. Michael, before I let you go, a couple of quick ones, uh, because out West, they're looking at actually uh, tracking people through apps. Uh, what do you make of that development? Well, uh, on the one hand, using technology uh, where it's done with people's consent uh, makes a lot of sense. Uh, so uh, if it's an app that I download, that I download and I, uh, and, uh, and I want to um, make sure that my contact with other people is being traced, uh, then I think I think that's totally appropriate if people are consenting to it, as long as the data is being stored and kept and not being given to police, but be, is being kept by public health officials and uh, assisting uh, w- with a very strict and narrow public health function. Uh, on the other hand, if we're talking about um, uh, not with people's consent, in other in other words, some kind of surveillance. Uh, we uh, we feel that 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 would require uh, a new law to be passed. They'd have to get into the legislature quickly and pass that law because right now the power isn't there to do it. Uh, simply because it would violate people's privacy and liberty too much to have that kind of surveillance under those circumstances. But maybe everybody's going to download the app and use it and be happy to participate in it. I, for one, would do that, but that's my choice. That's my personal choice, as opposed to having the state force me. Uh, to basically walk around as if I've got a tracker on. Right, and finally, I guess some municipalities out west, from what I hear, have implemented snitch lines for those who are breaching these public ordinances to uh, not congregate in parks and such. How do you feel about snitch lines? Oh, boy. Uh, It's just a major violation of privacy, and uh, it is, uh, you know, it, it, it creates an enormous amount of work for police forces. Uh, to investigate every single one. Every sing- uh, snitch lines are notoriously unreliable. They tend to be used as grudge lines. Uh, often family law disputes find their way onto the snitch line. Uh, the, the snitchers are not investigators. Uh, they're uh, people who uh, have no idea what the circumstances are about which they're snitching. Uh, it creates um, uh, work for the police to have to follow up on in circumstances where they might be better off uh, being out there educating and dispersing people and, and getting them to, to, to follow the public health recommendations. Um, and lastly, I mean, it, as evidence, it's just the most unreliable evidence imaginable. And I just think snitch lines drive us apart. I think they're no good. I think they're the stuff of despotism, and uh, if, I understand people are anxious, but what, what it does is it, it creates a place for people to put their rage, and, uh, and, it's, and it's a place that's, uh, that it inhibits other people's uh, privacy 
uh, and and our our view is uh, they're no good. But um, I'm not saying they're unconstitutional. But uh, they're they're certainly uh, not going to help bring us together. That's for sure. All right. Uh, with concerns for civil liberties, Michael Bryant is with the Canadian Civil Liberties Association. Also, government overreach is another consequence he uh, cites as these. Uh, ordinances or bylaws have been put into position might not even be able to get back stand down from uh, after when we're through this thing michael i appreciate it stay mm-hmm. safe and uh, have a great long weekend thank you you too thank you thanks for listening to the john oakley show podcast be sure to rate review and subscribe for free at apple podcasts google podcasts and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio 